What it do, what it be, it's your boy Lobo, a.k.a. Alfred, and here we go, this is the first episode of the Full Moon Podcast, I hope y'all are excited, I'm excited, you know, it's the first step in the whole podcast environment, you feel me, dog? But yeah, so, it's a little bit about me, I'm a rapper, I'm a lover, I'm a fighter, I'm basically a little bit of everything, you feel me? Ain't on no simp shit, unless I'm like, you know, talking to a lady, then you know, you know, <laughs> but anyways... First episode, I'm going to go ahead and talk about my first love, my first loss, and basically the thing that taught me everything I know in life, and no, it ain't no woman, it ain't no girl from my past, it's a brown leather ball with a fucking grip on it and shit, dog, I'm talking about football, you feel me? So basically a little background, I played football for about eight some years. Had to stop due to an injury, but you know, same story everybody told. But I'm gonna talk about like why I joined football and how I really believe it saved my life. Cause without it, shit, fool, I better probably be locked up in the pinta and shit, fool. But anyways, so going in about seventh grade, first year ever playing football, I didn't really have no choice if I'm being honest. I was getting in mad trouble in middle school. I was getting suspended left and right. Getting in fights, anger issues, horrible ass grades. Like, I mean, horrible grades. Like, I got D's and F's. Like, I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, am I allowed to cuss on a podcast? I don't know. But, anyways, so I just ended up joining. I played for the West Side Panthers. You feel me, dog? The local team in my neighborhood. It was cool. Me and my homie Jeremiah played. It was our first year. We played together. And I only joined because low-key my mom signed me up without asking me. But, you know, she said I needed to release anger and whatnot. I guess I had daddy issues. But I joined at a pivotal point in my life where I feel like I either was going to choose the street life or I was going to choose another way out. And coming from a past where both my uncles locked up my whole life for serious-ass crimes. Like, not no fucking peewee shit on some OG shit. So, like... I always had that, I don't know if it's like in me, but you know, you always carry that on you and you know, like, damn, I know people in it. I could be in it if I wanted to. And I feel like I was at that point where, you know, I was falling in with the wrong crowd, but those are just the dudes I knew, you know, like that's, those are people from my neighborhood. Like I wasn't going to act like I didn't know nobody. Like those are my homies. A lot of those dudes told me a lot, showed me a lot. And there's some real homies to the Till this day. And I feel like they looked out for me and the homie Jeremiah. Even to this day, they still look out for us. And that, that's on, that's on some crazy shit, you feel me? But I remember, like, in sixth grade, we would play football in this big old fucking grass patch we have in the West Side Projects, you feel me? 805, baby, project, baby, was good. But anyways, we had this field, and on one side was concrete, like, like actual concrete. Other side was some bushes, like... Protecting like a house and shit So we would play with guys that were way older than us So I'm about 12, 13 Me and Jeremiah, we, we were around that age And we playing with dudes like in high school already And I may be like 5'4 I mean I was chunky though Don't get it twisted I was on my husky shit still But these motherfuckers would throw us on the bushes Into the concrete And I think that's kind of where I get my uh, Honestly where I get my skill from Because it was always like all right, if this dude gonna tackle you, he's throwing you in a bush, so fight through it. Don't don't get stopped. 
And I think that taught me how to really play. Not like the rules and shit, but that's what gave me my edge. I feel like I always carried that on me. So if I can't, if I can get stopped, oh wait, no, if I can't get stopped out here, there ain't no way in pads, no one touching me. And that's just how I felt. And that's how it kind of was. But first year, I started playing football and I'm getting the shit beat out of me. I ain't going to cap. Like these dudes have been playing like since they were young, you know. It's my first year, and I'm first time in pads. Like, I can't be on no hood shit. Like, I can't just be, like, tackling whoever I want. Like, there's rules and shit, I guess. Like, you got to run plays. I was never used to that. It was like, hey, go to the, go, like, five steps and then turn or some shit. Or just hand the ball off to me, you know, because <laughs> Tonka Truck was good. Nah, but that's how it was. And it, it helped me escape from my everyday life, and I think I needed that because... Before, I would just come home and just do hood rat shit with my friends, honestly, after school. But that kind of gave me an escape and somewhere to go where I could, like, develop another skill that I didn't know I had. And at this time, you know, I was rebelling a lot. And I think that had to do with daddy issues, you feel me? Like, on some real shit, dog. Daddy issues are real. But it was at a very pivotal time in my life, so that gave me a lot of lessons, and, you know, having a man yell at me for the first time in my life, that shit was different, dog, I ain't gonna trip, first time my coach, I think his name was Coach Brown, yeah, Coach Brown, he yelled at me, I deadass teared up, like, I ain't gonna let no one know that I hit that shit, but I had never been yelled at by a man in my life, so when that happened, it was like, what the fuck, bro, <laughs> like, that's crazy, because I've only been yelled at by my mom, but, like, that's mama bear, like, I ain't even scared of her, <laughs> but, yeah, it was the first time I've ever been yelled at by a man, and that kind of took me back. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Homie trying to fight me? I probably got fucked up or whatever. But in my head, like, I was like, whoa. And then he kind of just, like, they would yell at you, but it would be in a way to, like, make you better. You feel me? Like, the way they told us in high school is, like, if we ain't yelling at you, you're not, like, we don't care about you. So I took that with me. And, you know, he would give me right homes sometimes. And, like, he would just give me a little, like, pep talks. Like, hey, bro, I know you don't got a dad. Like, you don't got to worry about that. Like, you can make it out. Like, just believe in yourself. And at that time, it went one ear out the other. I ain't gonna cap. Because I was like, man, who the fuck is this dude telling me shit like this? He don't know me like that. And so, that was different for me. But I ended up looking, like, at him, like, as a father figure. And I feel like every coach I've had since then, I've learned a certain lesson that someone would probably learn from their father. And I learned from my coaches. And I, I've had a father through all my coaches, if that makes sense. Like... Cause I never had that at home. Like my mom, I had my stepdad, but like he didn't come until like late, late in my life. Like past the point where I didn't really feel like I needed that anymore. Like I taught myself how to shave and like all that. Like I didn't need that. But like that showed me a lot, and it showed me. I found like what I didn't want in life, and like I didn't want to be another statistic in my my neighborhood. Like I really wanted to represent where I'm from in like a good positive way, cause. I'm from the avenue, like, it's not the best side of town, but, I mean, it, people make it think, people think it's way worse than it is. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's points where, you know, you lose homies and that's just, you you never really recover from it, because, like, these are the dudes that looked out for you, and now, like, you grow up and you're losing them, you're just like, damn. The only reason I'm not in that is because they would tell me, like, hey, go, go to football practice, don't, don't come do this shit, like, you have a way out, go do it. And they always looked out for me. And I respect that to this day because they could have given me a hard time, like, fucked with me. But they never did because, I don't know, I feel like they saw me work. Because, like, I would work out in the back of my house because I have a yard there. 
but like it's not closed so like everyone could see it so they would always see me after school like i'd be there just fucking doing drills and shit like putting in work because my first two years of football i wasn't the best like that's just me being real i'd never played tackle football before so i was getting shit beat out of me so like i was working working because I think, like, whatever I do, I don't like being, like, half-assed at. Like, when I used to skate, like, I took that shit serious. Like, I'm trying to get good. I'm trying to go pro and shit. But, like, everything, every sport I played in my life, you know, it really gave me, like, the fundamentals I needed for football. Like, my hand coordination came from baseball. Like, that shit was good. My vision from basketball. Like, you see me on a court, like, I could pass. And that's just my thing. I have vision. And I have hands. And I think that all developed into my football abilities but I had to develop them elsewhere you feel me so like baseball gave me them good ass hands and then basketball gave me vision like I could see shit that motherfuckers can't see like and I'm grateful for that because vision you need vision football but anyways like yeah so when I went to high school then I felt like that's when I really switched like the flip the switch you feel me because you can you can only play football I think with like a 2.5 and bruh I, th- I think I should have been held back, honestly. I think I graduated, or what they call promoting. I think they, I think that's what it's called, like leaving middle school. I had all F's and D, and they still let me walk. <laughs> I honestly thought I was gonna get the shit beat out of me by my mom because I was not gonna walk. But I don't know how I finessed that shit. But I finessed it somehow. I don't know. I ended up walking. You know me. <laughs> but I think that. Football taught me how to be a man, like, in all aspects of it. Like, it showed me how to show respect to people. It showed me how to fight through adversity, how to put others first and not be selfish anymore. Because I was a really selfish young kid. I didn't give a fuck about nobody except myself on some no-cap shit. Like, um, if it wasn't about me, I really wasn't trying to hear it. So, I ended up going freshman year. Again, my third year ever playing football. And most of the dudes have been playing together since they were young, young. But I, I didn't know them like that. So, like, I ended up not playing too much my freshman year. I think I had one time, I think I scored a touchdown, like, some spring game or some shit. And that was probably the best one I ever had in my life because I played fullback. But I was a, I was behind this dude named Will. He way bigger than me. And he white. Like, <laughs> I don't know cash shit. So, I never thought I was going to play. And then one time I get in, I fucking jumped off sides, man. They benched me for the rest of the season, basically. Boom, then my junior year, I come in, and I've been working all summer and freshman year. Me and Jeremiah were going back-to-back. He was pushing me. I was pushing him. We were working out, getting big, strong, fast, and I was really learning how to really play football, like, on some real, like, actually knowing my skill and not just kind of relying on, like, my abilities physically, but, like, actually learning, like, technique and whatnot. So I come in. I win the winning spot at fullback. No one can touch me. Oh, no. Cash, that was my shit. So I end up playing, and I break my wrist, like, third week and I never broken a bone in my life like I used to skate for like I think like 10 to 12 years or some shit like that I never broken one bone I break my wrist I played through that shit for like a week and then I realized you know this shit actually broke it so I put a cast on and I was like damn my season over but then my coach is like nah you could put a big old rubber pad on it and I was like what the fuck I'm not gonna be able to do shit with that but you know I, I wasn't I was always raised like you don't make excuses if it if you can go, you can go. Like, that's just how it is. So, I think I think Ray Lewis said it best. It was like, I can play through pain. I can't play through injury. And I didn't really see it as an injury. That was just pain. Like, I could still run. I could still use my hands, basically. I just had a cast on with a big old rubber pad. So, I played through it. And I think what always made me want to is, like, I couldn't make excuses. Like, 
I wasn't just representing myself and like my friends. Like I was representing my hood. Like not on no gangbanging shit, but you know I represented the avenue when I played like and like I think there was like a couple of us that were from the avenue, but like we always carry that chip. Like you got to ball out. Like you blue collar. You from the you from the dirty side of town. You feel me? You from the ghetto side of town. Like you got to represent. You can't be one up by no one, and I think I always carried that, so I was still playing with that shit. Anyways, fast forward, junior year, I come in, you know, I'm probably the hardest I ever worked in my life. I worked that summer, like sophomore year, going into junior year, and I ended up playing tight end coming into, like, the summer, just because, like, I wanted to show my abilities, because, like, at fullback, you got certain plays, but, like, you ain't really, like, a pivotal part of the offense, so, like, I wanted to show I, I could play. Especially as a junior, you know, you want to show them you can play wherever they need you. So we come in, and we're, like, at seven on tournaments in the summer, and they look at me. I'm five, like, seven, five, eight. So, like, they're like, why is this fool trying to play tight end? But I was like, yo, just let me play. That's, all like, all I wanted. So, like, I feel like it was our second tournament of the summer, and my homeboy Steve Ledesma, shout out Steve, he was our quarterback, and he's like, hey, yo, put Alfred in, like, to coach. And I was like, oh, shit, like, here's my chance. Don't fuck up. So I go in, and I had been impressing coaches with, like, agility shit during the summer, but, like, I didn't really get a chance to, like, play, play, play on some 7 on. So they put me in, first play, I run a wheel route, so it's like, it's like a slant kind of, I don't know how to explain to people that don't know football, but I ran a wheel route, and I got to the, like, 10-yard, I caught it, boom, I scored, and I was like, what the fuck, dog, like, and we were playing, like, a pretty good team. I don't know who they were, but, like, I think it was, like, Westlake or some shit. So, I mean, they were, pretty, like, a pretty high team. And I scored on them. And, like, these dudes couldn't touch me. Like, no, like, no cap shit. And then, boom, second, he's like, hey, coach is like, stay in. You're good. And I was like, oh, shit, then I'm not fucking coming out. So, I go in again. I catch one ball for, like, 17 yards. And then I think Steve throws, like, a post route. And someone else gets, like, 12 yards. So, like, we're right there in the five. The coach is like, I run a wide choice. So it's basically like I go in, and then I have a choice to either cut back out or stay in. And I see the middle linebacker, and he looks at me, and he kind of tries to give me like a little push. And I straight pop that foo in the chest with my like my right. Boom. He fucking. <gasps> and I cut back out, catch it, touchdown. And then I think that's when like the coaches really started looking at me like, oh, shit. Like homeboy can really play because, I mean. Tight end is usually supposed to be, like, above six foot or some shit. But I was little, man. But I'm like, hey, I'm trying to ball, like, wherever they need me. So we go through the whole tournaments until the end of summer, and I'm balling out. I think I had, like, 12, 10 touchdowns during seven on tournaments. And I was like, damn, I could really do this shit, like, on some. Because, you know, you grow up in, like, middle school. You go to those Friday night games, and you're like, damn, one day I'm going to play in that shit. But I never really thought I would, you know. Because, you know, coming where I come from, you know, you can imagine and dream, but you never really think. But then here I am, first game of the season. It's like a, no, I think it was like very end of summer, like before we started school. Coach Garcia comes up to me. He's like, hey, I'm going to move you to fullback. And I was like, well, I mean, that's what I play, but wherever you need me. And I was like, damn, bro, I'm not really going to play, though. Because, like, the dude that was starting at fullback was a senior. And, like, he started his junior year, and he was good. I think his, his name was Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. He's a good guy. Like, the whole time we're battling it for the spot, but he's, like, showing me, like, little tricks and shit. So, like, it wasn't on no selfish shit. Like, we were battling, but, like, he was my bro. 
So it, we get to like the fourth week of the season, playing Rio Mesa. And I don't know what, I, I looked at myself at the beginning of the game. Oh, no, no, here's what happened. Beginning of the game, my mom calls me over, like, before we get on the bus to leave. And she's like, hey, your uncle's on the phone. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? My uncle's locked up at the time. So I was like, oh, fuck, like, I got to take that. So he ends up telling me, like, hey, you playing football? And I was like, yeah. He's like, hey, man, like, I'm in here. You're out there. Like, you got to really take whatever chance you have in this life and, like, do something with it. Like, this could be it. And I was like, oh, shit, like. That meant a lot to me to have him be like, hey, you have the family now. Like, go do something. Like, don't be like us. And I was like, oh, shit. So, in like, going into that game, like, I had a lot on my head. Like, I was like, yo, I'm going to ball out. Like, I don't care. I have to share reps, but I don't give a fuck. I'm going to take this shit tonight. So, the way it would work is me and Kyle would go a series of game. So, like, he would play. He would start the game. Next offensive series, I'd go in. But I don't know what happened, bro. I... <laughs> We start going in. It's about the second quarter. I'm making all my blocks. Like, I'm not missing nothing. And our running back, Chris, my homeboy Chris, he getting, like, 10 yards a pop. Like, we running all over this team. Like, they can't stop us. Like, it was just one of those games where everything's clicking. And I was like, dude, this is my game. And then we get to halftime, and we go in. And coach is like, Kyle, hey, you're done. Alfred, you're taking all the reps for the rest of the game. Go do your job. And I was like, what the fuck, bro? But then that also showed me, like, life can, like, you could work as hard as you want. And if someone's working a little bit harder, they're going to take it from you. And I think I always carry that with me for the rest of that time. Because I was like, Kyle's still here. He can still take it back from me at any time. So I can't let up. So I took the spot the whole season. I would come out once in a while. But that's how I learned, like, hey, you want it, you got to go get it. That's just how it is. Like, no one's going to hold your hand through this shit, like. You just got a ball. And I think that's what, honestly, I feel like I had a gladiator mentality right then. Because, <coughs> my bad. So, like, was that the coronavirus? Aha, uh -huh, I'm just playing. Nah, but it was at that time I think I developed my gladiator, like, complex. I call it that because, like, you always think, like, they're battling to the death. And, like, that's how, that's how I would look at football. Like, it didn't matter who was in front of me. Like, if they were 10 times my size, I didn't care because I was going to win that battle every time. Because I worked hard and I knew what I was capable of. So I always had confidence in myself. Not on no cocky shit, but like on some like, I know I worked for it. So why not enjoy your glory? So I would always think like that. And then, you know, we go through that season. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting banged up, dog. Like, no, like I'm getting my shoulder popped out. I'm playing through headaches, which might have been concussions. But, you know, we don't talk about that. But so I'm playing with dislocated shoulder. I go to the sideline, pop it in. Like, I'm not coming out. Because every time I would, like, think about coming out, I look at, like, the other homies up in the crowd just, like, from my hood. They're like, I can't let them down. Like, I got to represent where I'm from. So I always carried it on my back. It's kind of heavy, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, so me and Jeremiah represented our hood and that's like, as strong as we could. He's on the defense. I'm on the offense. You know, we representing for the Brown Boys, to be honest. That means that's no racist shit, but, like, you know. I mean, I'm Mexican. I got to represent for my people. Like, that's just how it is. But I'm out here just balling. And, like, I don't know. I kind of realized, like, I think we were playing Buena. And I think it was it was over there. And I catch an onside kick. It was like a surprise onside kick, too. Like, they, we didn't think it was going to happen. And I caught that shit. 
and our crowd went fucking crazy. I don't know why. Like, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> like, I just caught the ball. But you look up, and you see a sold-out crowd, and they're cheering, and you're like, whoa, dude. Like, as a little kid, you dream about these, like, moments you might have in your life, but you never really know. But you just look up, and you see all these people screaming about a play you just made, and you're like, damn. This, this is it. Like, this isn't the best moment of my life by any means, but, like, it's a moment where you realize, like, yo, it was all worth it. Like, I don't know, like, choosing choosing a football instead of the life, like, like everyone else I knew. Like, that. That's, where, that's, that's the moment where it was all worth it. All the, like, spending time doing homework, like, not hanging out with my homies, but, like, working out and, like, trying to get better. It was moments like that I had where I was like, damn, you know, it's worth it. And I, I love that about football. And that's why I love football so much. That's how, like, when people be like, you know, you got to end football. It's like, nah, bro, I'd rather die out there. Like, that's how it really felt. Like, I'd rather die doing the thing I love than, I don't know, doing anything else. And people always look at, like, when people football players say that, they're like, oh, it's dangerous. Like, you could die. It's like, I'd rather die out there than spend 20 years in a cubicle. And just melt away, basically. Like that's why I think I call it the gladiator complex, cause like gladiators knew their time was coming. Like they were gonna die. Like there's not too many gladiators. Like there's legends, but no gladiator made it all the way through alive. They knew their day was coming, but until then, they enjoyed the moment. They enjoyed the glory, and they lived it. And I think that's what I did with football. And it's showing me so much, like, it doesn't matter if you're hurt. You look to the left and you look to your right and you see your brothers in pain too. And you know, like, I can't give up. Like, I can't come out. I got to stay in. Like, I got to ball out. Like, I got to be with them. They're your brothers to the end. Damn. And then it, it sucks, though, because, like, senior year, you know, I have a decent senior year. I didn't ball out as much as I should, but, like, I I did good. But, you know, football football comes to an end for all of us. And our last game, second round of playoffs, we're playing Chaminade. We, we got the shit bait out of us, no cap. But, like, fourth quarter comes around. We have the last series. like, But there's no chance we're winning. So, like, we're taking our knees. And I remember just, I don't know, we were in the huddle. And I could see the pain in my brothers, all my seniors, bro. Like, the seniors. Because we knew this, this was the last time we were ever playing together. And. In that moment, I was heartbroken. Like, I was devastated. This is the first time I've ever been, like, hurt. And I look over and I see my homeboy, Eddie. Shout out, Eddie. And he just, like, you could see it in his face. And I'm like, damn, I got the same face probably. It was just broken, kind of. Like, you're losing your identity. Like, for the longest time since I started high school, it wasn't, like, Alfred... Like, the gangbanger, the Alfred, the, like, dude from the hood, it was Alfred, the football player. And that's who I was. That's what I was known as. And, like, in that moment, you realize you're not going to be that anymore. You're just, you're going to be like everyone else that you go to school with. You're just going to be a regular-ass person. You're no longer the football player. And it was our last snap. I remember putting my hand down in my three-point stance and, 
and just crying. Like, the game was even over, and I'm just crying, and I'm a dude that don't really cry. Like, I was raised by my mom, so, like, mama's boy, like, you can't cry. You can't show weakness. Like, you always got to be tough at all times. And I never cried in front of people, let alone, like, anyone. I've only cried in front of my mom, and I'm bawling. Like, I can't stop crying. And I think, I don't know, that that's the first time I ever felt real heartbreak. And the game's over. We're shaking hands. I'm crying the whole time. And I'm like, dude, why are you crying? Like, toughen up. But I couldn't. This is the first time I've ever been broken, like, hurt. Like, honestly. And I go, I'm walking back to our sideline. And I see my brother Jeremiah over there. He's crying. And he's not a crier. Like, I've seen him maybe. Before that, I've probably seen him cry once. But even maybe. And we're dudes that don't cry and show emotion, like, but we couldn't help it. We just cried, and damn, I wish someone would have got a picture because this felt like such a strong moment in my life. I was never blessed with a brother, but I was blessed with a non-biological brother. He's not my blood, but in every sense of the word, that is my brother. Known him since kindergarten. And in that moment, like, we just hugged each other and we cried, and I think that's the most hurt I've ever been in my life. Because it wasn't just for me, it was for him too. Like, this is the last time we're going to strap up, ever play football next to each other. And, like, coming from where we came from and all the things we've accomplished, we did great things in football. And we didn't have that anymore. We had each other for the rest of our lives, but we in that moment, like, we weren't football players no more. Like, we weren't teammates no more. And that was one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life. Football has shown me so much. It showed me how to be a man. It showed me how to fight through adversity, how to be a gentleman, how to be a father one day. But in that moment, it took, it took everything away from me. It gave me my first real heartbreak. It gave me my first real pain. Pain that you can't, you can't put a Band-Aid on. You can't put a cast on. It's just... It's just a pain you can't ever describe to someone when they tell you, like, how does that feel? It's it's only a pain that if you've gone through it, you know what it's like. But if you've never lost it, you'll, you'll never know that pain. That urge to just strap up one more time. You'd give anything to do that shit one more time with your brothers. Because that's like the people, this is all kids you grow up with. And playing in front of your homies from your neighborhood and, like, representing them as best you can. And I always carried that on me. It wasn't, like, I was never just playing for myself. I was always playing for the name. I wouldn't say the name on my back because I don't play for my father. I play for me. I took that name as my own. It's my name. And I played for my mother. played for my sister. And it was really for my mom, all the sacrifices she's ever made in her life. She grew up. I'll, that's just, I'll tell that on a podcast once, but my mother's an amazing woman from everything she's gone through, and she showed me hard work. She showed me work ethic, so I've always had that because I've seen her do it. But yeah, uh, football, my first loss, man. It's crazy the lessons you learn and the pain, but most importantly, like, it shows you life lessons. And when, like, people say that, like, Oh, like, football teaches you more than, like, just basic stuff. It teaches you life. It, like, really does. 
but it also brings you a lot of pain. But it honestly, it's all worth in the end. But yeah, so that's the first episode of the podcast. Just my first love. I don't really know how to end it. So yeah, first podcast. Hey, more coming soon. I'm going to try to upload like every Friday. But yeah, so episode one of Full Moon Podcast. Hey, in the books. Let's go.